What's up, guys? Welcome back to Weddo's World. It's your boy, Weddo, and we got a lot to dive into this episode. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you to my man. We got Isaac on here with us today. My man is a badass. He's a fashion designer. He's kicking ass. He's doing his own thing. He's created his own brand, and he's hustling like nobody's business. Um, so, you know, I want to shout out to our sponsors. Um, shout out to Canes for providing us with food for this episode. My man is in Mexico right now, so it's a little different, but... Um, <laughs> Nonetheless, happy to have him on here with us. So right, with right. that, guys, I'm going to hit you guys with a quick commercial break, and we're going to come right back and dive into who this guy is. Welcome back, guys. It's your boy, Weto, and I'm here with my man, Isaac. So let's dive right into this. Isaac, for those of you who don't know you and didn't have classes with you, go ahead and introduce yourself and let them know what you're about, my man. Uh, what's going on? My name is Isaac, um, the designer of Solomon Lawrence brand. Um, so, you know, me and Weddle know each other because we went to New Mexico State together. We have a few classes. This is my right-hand man right here. Um, so a little bit of more about me and how I got into fashion. Um, I've been an artist my whole life. I, I think I started drawing at the age of like seven. So initially, you know, my first, you know, step into fashion was art. So I would do painting, sketches and stuff like that. Then I went on to New Mexico State to where I actually learned, you know, apparel construction and actually to how to construct a garment. Okay. Now, is you, you mentioned, you know, painting and drawing like that. Did you, had you take some classes before or were you just kind of like pick up a pad and pen and just doodle and learn from there? I literally picked up a pad and pen and learned from there. The interesting thing is I used to um, see my mom. She was just draw. And I'm like, oh, what is she doing? You know, type thing. So I kind of like picked up where, where she left off. Okay. And I was obsessed with art. So I was drawing, 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 drawing. And to the point that I was so good that my parents said, you know, I think he's going to be an artist. He's and honest. They, yeah, they put me in uh, private art classes. So, um, oh, yeah, like at eight and nine, I was in a class with adults doing paintings and sketches and stuff like that. Damn. Yeah. And then it just turned... It, I will always fall into actual figurines and people like clothes and stuff like that. So it kind of directed itself to that direction, I guess. Okay, yeah. So you've been a young prodigy before you even knew what was going on with this. So that's cool, my man. Hell yeah. Just so a little bit. Now, you, you mentioned your mom and your family. Um, now, do you are you guys a big family oriented? It sounds like you are, yeah? Yes. Mm -hmm. And what were they like? Did they have what kind of influences besides the art did they have towards like the fashion stuff? I'm sure they always encourage you to, you know, mm -hmm. push limits and stuff like that. So um, does your mom like what, are, what do they do? So, um, you know, my mom was a retired police officer. So that was her background. My dad uh, played for the NFL. Ooh, big um, yeah, he played for the Raiders. And I think for, for them, their biggest thing was, you know, you want to make sure you do what you do that makes you happy first, and then the money will come after. So, right. you know, they've, they've, they've instilled that in me in a really young age. So I've just been very hell-bent on following my dreams. And, you know, even, I mean, you and I both know that the money doesn't come to way after. Like, right. you know, Success is like a 10-year journey, man. Oh, man. it is a 10-year journey. So um, – my dad was like, yeah, whatever you want to do, we're going to support it. So if you want to be an artist, cool. If you want to be whatever, whatever. So I, it just so happens that I've been so consistent on this since the beginning. So I would definitely say that. But they're, they're definitely very, very supportive. 
That's what's up, man. Hell yeah. Congrats on that. Now, you, and you mentioned that both of us, alumni from NMSU. Hey. So what were you doing to dabble into creating a bigger image for yourself in those classes? Like, did you have, what you, you mentioned the construction stuff um, mm. and design aspects. Now, did you do, um, for those of us that don't know um, about the shows and stuff like that, you want to talk about your fashion shows? Yes. So... When I well, actually went to New Mexico State, I had no sewing experience at all, zero. In fact, I never even saw a sewing machine before I walked into that classroom. So, and you know, I'm from you know from my family background. I, I don't come from designers and seamstresses and tailors and stuff like that. So it was a complete new venture. Okay. So, um, my respect as to fashion, you know, shout out to Dr. Chavez, shout out to uh, Miss Ashby, who were my sewing instructors. Um. I was so grateful for the experience because it was an experience that I've never experienced before. Right. So, you know, my senior year after, you know, starting off as a freshman, um, um, I remember, you know, making garments out of my pillowcases and, and bed sheets in the, in the freshman dorms and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's definitely been a journey. And even when I first started, I was so bad at it. I was so bad at sewing. And you got somewhere though, for sure. And Miss Ashby would say, oh, you have to just be patient. She said, I think for you, and literally she told me this after my first class. She said, um, I think for you, you are more creative. So you don't necessarily like to adhere to the guidelines. Because, you know, when you first get into sewing, you have to do scrub tops and and all the boring stuff. Yeah, but you got to learn the basics and like the, the you have to. of working with the sewing machine. So, yeah, it's it's not always the funnest, but it teaches you yeah. the technique it's, for sure. Exactly. And I guess for me, I was so flustered because it wasn't something I was necessarily attracted to, but it is something that I had to learn. Right. So, just be patient, be patient. You know, sewing is not a success overnight. And I guess I was looking for something that was going to happen immediately. Um, so she said, just be patient. The next courses that are coming the next year, following year and whatever. Um, you'll have more create creativity as far as what you want to construct. And, you know, me already having an experience with drawing, um, you know, it was game time for me. Um, so when, once that happened and I actually started taking those advanced classes, I think my skill set kind of just skyrocketed and increased. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say that. And then so my senior year, you know, fast forward all the way to my senior year, I said, you know, to kind of pay homage to my teachers as a, a respect, I want to put on a fashion show to kind of showcase um, my ex- showcase my journey through New Mexico State and learning how to to sew and become this fashion designer. Right. Hell yeah, man. Now that fashion show was probably one of the dopest ones that I'd been a part of. So thank you on that, man. That was, that was an adventure in itself. We had to learn from the ground up what to do, how to move, you know, the production side, doing catwalks with models that had never even done that before. Yeah. We were looking for models in Walmart and Target and class. No, it was definitely an adventure. It was fun, fun. Oh, yeah. And now, um, where, where are you staying at now? So uh, now I'm in Carson. So I'm in Carson, California. Okay. Oh, so you're right Carson. there in the heart of it then. That's right. That's yeah. what's up. So it, it might be a little bit easier to find, you know, influential people that are willing to help you with the fashion branding. Not only that, but like models that know and how to present themselves. Of course. So that might take, I would imagine that takes off a lot of the stress of like mm-hmm. having to teach them. You know what I mean? So that might help a lot. Now with that, uh, so what's 
what's the big game plan with what you're working with right now? Do you have anything up your sleeve? Yeah, so actually we literally just dropped our pre-sale um, on some of our new pieces. Okay. Uh, com. check it out. Yeah. Um, what else? So, and we have an actual fashion show that's coming up in October in Texas. So, yeah, we're we're showcasing a, a full a full line. So, you know, as you know, back in New Mexico, all the pieces were constructed and stuff. So, it's the same thing, but you know, definitely the the, the craftsmanship has definitely increased since um, New Mexico State. So, we have leather jackets and and gowns and and pants, all that great stuff is going to be in this fashion show. That's what's up, my man. Congratulations on that. Now, are you doing out there in California? I know here in New Mexico, man, the, the world's upside down in this little city over here. So I can only imagine with the huger population going on. Now, with your construction skills that you've got, mm-hmm. are you helping people, you know, prevent themselves from like the COVID situation? How are you stepping into that world? So I would say a lot of the stuff that I do is on the computer. So uh, we've kind of kind of segued. Um, and move some of the different business aspects um, overseas. So, for example, like initially I would be hand constructing and I would have my intern and we would hand construct some of these garments. Mm-hmm. But we just eliminate as much physical physical construction as possible. And right. what we'll do is we'll do like the digital designs. We'll do like CADs and tech packs and sketches and stuff on the computer. And we'll just we'll outsource to get those pieces made. Nice. Now, I've also seen on the Instagram, too, um, be sure to follow my man Isaac on there as well. You're doing contests for your face masks. And those yeah. kick ass. And you have them double-sided and they're filtered as well. Mm-hmm. Man, so, man yeah, so, talk about that a little bit. Okay, so we have one one of the, the styles. It's like the crystal style. It has like crystals on it. That one's filtered, so it actually comes with like a um, face mask filter insert. Okay. And then for like the neoprene face mask, they're double layered and the, you know, the material is thicker than your traditional face mask material. So it kind of pro- yeah. provides like that insulation. That's what's up, man. So it helps them breathe, looks mm-hmm. super fly. You're getting mm-hmm. your name out there. Yeah. You're doing a good cause. My man, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't see nothing wrong with that. So yeah. and I, I saw too that I was checking on your stuff, man. You have contests for like, you know, the people, the individuals that wear them and then you're hooking them up. You know, mm-hmm. with that's so cool, man. So I want to commend you on doing that and helping everybody stay safe while also pushing your brand and your logo. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. There it is. That's pretty cool, brother. Um, with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and hit you guys with a quick commercial break. Um, and when we get back, we're going to dive back into my man's branding and then what he's pushing forward. Welcome back. So I'm here with my man Isaac with Solomon Lawrence. He's kicking ass and doing his thing. So let's dive right back into the branding with it. So my man Isaac with the Solomon Lawrence. Now, where did Solomon Lawrence come from? Like, why did you pick that name? What, what's that about? Got it. So Solomon is actually my middle name for those who don't know. It's my middle name. And um, it's more biblical for me. Like, you know, in the Bible, Solomon was like this great king. Um, so I definitely wanted a brand that kind of represents that like royalty. Oh, a little bougie in there. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you, know, you know. And the, the the designs and the construction come right to it, man. Everything I've seen that you've produced is is nothing less than fit for a king for sure. So appreciate it. On that, yeah, man. So so when you have stuff like that, you know, that's constructed that 
to that high quality and have a caliber, you know, that you're looking for an elite type of person to uh, wear it. Yes. How are you how are you using like your price points? Are you using that based off of your materials that you buy and then kind of mm. upscale it from there? Or how do you do that? So I would say that, you know, the, the brand is kind of split into two different categories. Like we have the more run high end pieces. So those will be considered like our runway pieces. Mm-hmm. The runway pieces you're probably looking at between 400 to 800 dollars. Right. Okay. So that would be like your genuine leather jackets, things that are like very intricate in the design, um, the more premium quality materials and stuff like that. So and we call it runway because those are the pieces that are actually walking the runway. So those are the things that you'll be seeing featured on runways and fashion shows and stuff like that. Now, our moderately priced um, price points, which are more like our, our essential items. So T-shirts and button up shirts and just your regular pants. Those will be between, I want to say, maybe $75 to maybe $200, $200 300 max. So okay. it's kind of both ways, just so we can kind of incorporate both uh, markets. So with, with marketing then, are you are you solely basing this off the stuff you're doing online or do you have like, do you have locations in California that you're selling them from? Yeah, so for the most part, my business is, is predominantly e-commerce. Okay. But um, fortunately, I've, I've been fortunate enough to actually partner with um, a store on Melrose Ooh. and they actually love my stuff. I'll tell you this. So I literally... I was walking up and down Melrose. Um, this is literally when coronavirus just hit. So this is like the backstory about that. Um, I was literally walking up up and down Melrose because coronavirus just hit. They furloughed everybody at my job, and I'm sitting at home twiddling my fingers. Man. I'm like, I'm like, fuck! I have to do something. Like I got to do something. I have all this time on my hands. I need to go do something. So I packed all my stuff in a suitcase, literally, and oh. I'm. And I'm going up and down Melrose, up and down Melrose, up and down Melrose. The first store that I went to was Wasteland. Keep in mind that jacket alone is like two, three hundred dollars to make. The genuine other jacket. And I went into Wasteland. Keep in mind, everyone's like, oh, well, you should try to go do consignment. You should try to do consignment. Um, maybe some stores will pick up your stuff. And people have been saying that for years, but I, and I've never done it. Um, but and just because I've had my own insecurities, me being a new designer, and I'm like, uh, I'm probably not ready for that yet. I don't have this full-length collection. That's not going to work. But as soon as the coronavirus hit, I'm like, let me just go do something. So I go to Wasteland, and Wasteland says, oh, they look at the garment, and they're like, oh, well, we'll buy this from you for $50. What? But keep in mind, it costs more than that to make. Don't insult me. Exactly. So I'm just like, yeah, no. I'm not doing that. So I walked out. Yeah. And, and I was, and then keep in mind, it's hot as hell. And I'm walking all the way up and down Melrose. And I'm frustrated because I'm like, damn, like, is that what the perception is? Like, you know, this jacket was, you know, blah, 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 blah. It took so long to make the construction. Blah, blah, blah. I went into this last store and I walked in with my suitcase. And the owners of the store turned around and they said, who are you and where are you going? Because I had this big suitcase. Yeah. And then I said, oh, well, I heard that you guys do consignment. And they said, yes. And I said, well, I was just, you know, hoping to see if you guys can like look at some of my pieces. Maybe they fit for your store. Keep in mind, the price point for this store, we're talking two to $3,000. We're talking about Alexander McQueen. We're talking some hey. vintage Versace. We're talking vintage Fendi pieces in the store. 
right? Uh, uh, Literally, my brand is probably one of the lowest price points as opposed to everything else they have in the store. So I said, this will be a good fit. So I opened up the suitcase. And the first thing the owner said was, I've seen these pieces before. And I said, how? Yeah, from where? How? He said, I've seen these pieces and I saw you wear them. You were at the fashion, you were at LA's Fashion Week and you wore your own outfit. And I looked at it and I said, who is that with that outfit on? That's what's up. And when he said that, he said, he said, we can close this meeting. We want everything in the store. Yes. Just like that. that. Dude, that's so dope. Yeah, it was the craziest thing because I was literally still, I was, one, I was shocked. And two, I was still trying to pitch myself. I was still in this mindset of, well, let me, well, the garments, this, or the, the quality, they said, we're finished here. You bring everything in the store. When can you bring everything? And literally the next day, I filled the store with all the little samples and stuff. Damn, dude! Congratulations on that, man. Yeah, it was it was definitely crazy. On the show, we have you know I'll toast a bottle to you when they're in the shop with me, but since <laughs> Mexico doing the big dog status thing, when you come back around, man, I definitely we will pop a bottle to the success for you on that. I definitely want to say congratulations, man. That is no easy feat. So it just goes to show, man, when you when you believe in yourself, you know, and you do what you want. The sky's the limit, man. So don't take yeah. shit from nobody and don't ever settle for less. So congratulations, man. Thank you. So with um, you're talking about now you're you got con- co-assignment, right? Is what it's called. Yes, consignment. Yep. Assignment. So you got that going on in, in the shop in Melrose, popping off thousand dollar tags for you, man. So mm-hmm. that's too dope. Now with everything with the COVID, like you touched on too, how are you trying to build more awareness to get them to go shop at that? So I, w- I would say that I would partner with. So one, we were gonna, we would have done like, um, like a brand release or a um, clothing line launch at one of the stores. But yeah, you know, yeah. due to COVID, we've kind of had to, you know, postpone that to a later date. But I do like a lot of marketing on social media, um, where I can kind of direct the traffic to those locations. That's what's up, my man. So. Like I said, that just goes to show you keep perseverance and the passion to it, man. You end up going to get paper regardless. So that's too cool, man. So what do you have coming up next then? Other than the Melrose location, um, do you have anything special going on with fashion shows? Are you going to be involved in anybody's showcasing or what you got? Yeah, so we have the the show in October. So October the 11th, we have the show in Houston, Texas. Hey, H-Town. H Town, beautiful, beautiful location. I think they're they're um, I think it's almost like a like a cathedral or something like that. Huge place. Um, so that's that's pretty much our next thing. So our next thing is definitely the the fashion show. Hell yeah, man! Well, like I said, I just want to congratulate you to your success. I'm proud Thank to you. see you as yeah. a, another NMSU alumni, CTF fanboy. We stand up, we do what we want, and we, we make. Do what we want. So anybody watching this, if you guys are trying to do your own thing, you're an entrepreneur, um, give us a shout out. If you want to get on the seat, you want to be featured on these episodes with me, by all means, DM myself. Um, let me know what we can do to get you in here and get your hustle out and about. Um, with that, my man, if you can, let them know how they can reach you um, and you know, plug everything you got, social media, your name, emails, whatever you got. Let them know where you're at, man. There we go. And I'm definitely proud of you, too. Congratulations on your store, too. Super Thanks. dope. Thank you. 
Hell yeah, I appreciate it. Um, with that, guys, I just want to tell y'all and let you know, um, while you guys are watching this, if you want to shop with me here in the store, hit us up. We're at 1770 South Telshore here in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Wow. Um, 10 to ten to 7 pretty much every day of the week except Sunday. And then if you want to shop online, that's DWIW.shop. We have a 30% discount code going on for all you back-to-school students throughout the month of August. Um, and then with that, guys... Like I said, if you got if you want to be featured on the next episode, give me a shout out and we'll make it happen. But other than that, guys, I want to say thank you and thank you to Isaac for talking with me, man. It was a pleasure, brother. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, it. Anytime, my man. Have a good yeah. one. You too. And there you go. There you go. There it is.